When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. Welcome to the Game Week 14 pod of the FPL Wire. Three game weeks to the World Cup. I'm your host, Zofa, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Late Riser. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. A nice little Diwali break. Um, you've been doing some good work uh, in terms of charity ideas of... Uh, somebody told me that you went to the streets to feed some cats yesterday to just make up for what happened at the weekend. What are your yeah. thoughts about that? Frankie made me do it. Frankie made you do it. Frankie made you do it. Uh, cool, cool. How was your week though? Tell us about it. Decent week, 61 points, single-handedly rescued by Zuma. I was on what I think 100k green and it became a 10k, so 100k red, it became a 10k green just from that. And I was sort of expecting a clean sheet, but a goal, that too a quite fortunate goal given it could have very been ruled out. Quite lucky there. What about nice. you? Where you set it, rank-wise now? I think 81k. 81k, niceness. Let's get you inside 50k just okay. before the World Cup. That'd be nice. What about you? Um, I had a decent week as well. 62 minus 4. Uh, Andreas is just my best mate. Uh, you know that spot where I've been struggling with injuries when it comes to Marshall or Darwin. Andreas needs to be called on quite regularly. And every time he comes on, he performs. I think there's a discussion needed to be had in terms of, is he a 7th player? Or an eighth attacker in terms of how much he's contributing and Marco Silva just being an aggressive attacking coach, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Just a quick note and uh, good luck to Bakar. His team are quite in quite a precarious position. They need 55 from 44 at the moment. I'm pretty sure he's on a date watching the cricket. So let's get into the sponsor box yep. now. He's just been busy typing Virushka for life. And all of Kohli's posts now. But all said and done, our sympathies to our friends from across the border. It was a really good game. Must be tough to lose that one. And we hope to meet again in the final. Yeah, it's it's what you call a bad beat. Like the game was in their hand and then just Kohli did what he did. Right, let's jump in. All data you see on the FPL wire is taken from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. The new improved members area is now up and running and the new comparison tool lets you compare key stats for up to three players. Player projections are also live and as always, 
you can access the custom stats table we create or make one for yourself. Sign up for membership today using our affiliate link in the description below. Cool. Let's just start off by going through all of the games and I think the topics would flow from there. Yeah, yeah just, just uh, wanted, wanted to actually, actually get, get one thought. Heavy uh, echo from your side aloud again. Still heavy echo? It keeps coming and going. Seems okay now. I have one. Seems, Seems okay, okay now. now. Cool. Uh, I'll just monitor the chat as well in case there's something. But uh, one thought I just wanted to get out of the way before we get into the pod is that it's it's fling season when it comes to FPL. And I think these are unprecedented uh, in terms of what we've experienced as FPL managers compared to the past. You actually essentially play this period as it's game week 38, game week 35, you know, wherein it's the last three game weeks of the season you're going to dead end, except for team value. You, you're not really protecting anything. You know, us as FPL managers, we have a lot of feelings. And I think during this three-game week period, the consequences of the feelings aren't very uh, harsh. And you don't have to live with them beyond three-game weeks. So if it's, it's feeling something, you're feeling a punt because of the predictability of one-game week or two-game week or three-game weeks, right? It isn't as predictable as a period of six, eight, ten-game weeks. There's a place to play strategically. So, you know how much ever you want to analyze things, etc. As long as you're making decisions that are rational, if you're feeling a punt, I think just now is the time to go for it. That being said, it is quite different because let's say Haaland, for example. Yeah. Now, let's say we get the news that Haaland is out for one week. If it was a three-game week, 36-38, you'd probably sell Haaland. But now you know yeah. you will want him back after the World Cup, right? So you would still have more of an inkling to hold on. So that's probably the main difference over there. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking about Haaland. Like Haaland just is somebody where... There. Yeah, protecting a team value, your team value for somebody like a Holland who's a perma stay in your team, that's a separate conversation altogether. But, you know, there are certain players which are on the fringes. Somebody like a Zaha. A lot of people have asked us whether they should move Zaha to somebody like a Saka or not. Now, this is just a very subjective question. If you have no other better places to make transfers, you, you want to dive straight into this? Because I think midfielders is what people are talking sure. about the most right now. Sure, let's do that. I'll just go through some of the numbers really quick. These are from the last six matches. And Almiron, our friend, is right on top there for XG non-penalty. Zaha isn't even in the top 25. He's 1.04 non-penalty XG yeah. from six matches. That's an average of like 0 0.18, 0 0.2. He's had only one big chance. Correct. You know, and, and that's the point I wanted to make because... We got a few questions. I mean, everybody on Twitter has been asking this in terms of what do you do with Zaha and do you move in on to somebody like Asaka? Now, I was looking at the fixtures. If you're not getting Saka this week, I don't think you're getting Saka until 16 period. Because you're going to snook yourself into thinking this isn't the move to make, whether it's in 14, 15 or 16. Because in 15, Arsenal are playing Chelsea away. And after that, they play Wolves away. So at any point on paper, Zaha has a similar or comparatively better fixture. So then I think you analyze the attacking capacity, capability of the teams and the players and listen to your feelings. That's about it. Right. And somebody you've been talking about, Rashford, he favors quite up on this list as well. Now, Saka is with 2.32. He's third and very high for expected goal involvement as well because he's creating a lot of chances. So Correct. So the numbers are very strong. There's no comparison there. But there are a lot of people who are also thinking about getting rid of Bowen. I don't necessarily like that. Even though he's off penalty, his numbers are very strong. 14 shots in the box, 12 chances created, three big chances. That being said, having a wa watched a lot of Bowen last year and some of it this year, 
he's a different player with Antonio than with Skamaka. Antonio yeah. works much better for Bowen. And also, there's a little bit of a dynamic shift happening at West Ham, uh, where I read uh, Moise's post-match uh, presser, and he was really talking about Ben Rama, where he said that Ben Rama is the one who's contributing goals and assists, and it's what he brought. He spoke about his numbers, etc., and he spoke about how when he's getting into form now. So I'm expecting Ben Rama to also play the last three four games. But if there's one player I want for the last two game weeks in midfield position, it's probably Jared Bowen. So, like, I'd still. If you're asking me who I'd lose first, I'd lose Zaha over Bowen first. Because I just think Bowen's the better fantasy asset. And for a team like West Ham, the last two home games are just very, very strong for me. They're done in Europa as well, right? If, yes, uh, they're, guaranteed, con- they're guaranteed top of their group. What do you do with Zaha in a position like this? It's difficult because my usual inclination in FPL is if I am not don't need to do a move, or if I consider it like a 51-49, and my mind changes. I've been leaning, yeah. skip, going back and forth. When it's this sort of decision, I generally prefer to wait. I just want to point out some other numbers also as well in terms of XG conceded non-penalty. Southampton are the third worst. So the fixture is definitely there for Palace. But then you also look at attacking numbers. Palace are what? The last bottom five. Yeah. So the argument and he's going to be, be up against ways. what? He's going to be against, against Leah. So, so again... The pro, I mean, let's just cite out the pros and cons for people who have this debate is Palace are one of those teams that are very different at home compared to away. Zaha is just a much better asset at home. Most of his returns, his uh, data, under underlying data, etc. is way, way stronger at home. So it's not a hard sell. If you ask me today, would I make this move? If my team in the other 14 positions was perfect, then I'd probably make this move of going to Saka. Outside of that, Southampton's a plum fixture. He's going to be against Lianco. I think they still don't have a proper wing-back in that position. So Zaha's going to be playing against somebody who doesn't play as wing-back regularly. And I just think that could bode well for Zaha. So not a hard sell at all. Quite a comfortable hold. But I don't know if you hold on to him this week, you hold on to him next week. I think you go punch-chasing next week if you're not picking the move this week. Because again, you have to weigh it up because the way I look at it from my team, I need to use transfers on Mitrovic and Tony. So I might need to raise money next week. So I don't have any pressing concerns this week. But I might have pressing concerns next week. You never know who gets suspended, injured and all that stuff. So in that situation, my general preference is to roll a transfer. I did a ranking for these mids. and I I want to ask your opinion if you agree with them. I'll put Saka on top, Bowen second, Almiron third and Zaha fourth. Would you agree with that? Yeah, except what what is the ranking again? Because I was just listening Saka, to the audios Saka. and see, people Saka. are complaining about a slight robotic noise. Yeah, it's coming the in use... and out. It's coming in and out on your and maybe because something with Ninja. We'll see how it goes. The good thing is it's still intelligible. Just it's not disruptive. Okay, so, got it. Got it. So Saka first, Bowen second, Almiron third, Zaha fourth. I mean, if you're buying one, yeah, but. The question is, do you sell Zaha? And I think you need a very, very strong case to sell somebody like a Zaha this week. It also depends on your goals. If you're doing catch-up, yeah. you're going to gain a lot more. with Zaha. Like Zaha is close to what, 60% EO now? Saka is still yeah. like 10 to 15%. So again, if you want to make up ground, that's also that way to look at it. Yeah, no, it's also a little bit of perception in terms of you see what's happening today. Uh, because Arsenal do need a result. And now, one thing when it comes to United and Arsenal, which has become a big factor, 
is that coming first in a europa group is very very important because what happens is if you finish second you're going to play an extra tie in february against teams that have come down from the ucl and now teams that have come down from the ucl are very very strong teams we're talking about the likes of barcelona atletico madrid juve etc as well so you know it's a huge factor having to finish first in a group so i think teams like arsenal and united until they secure first they're going to be playing strong teams in the europa league as well because if you finish first and you're through the round of 16 you don't have to play this so is two added games as well which comes to the schedule and tenax spoken about that in the press conference as well so you see how many minutes saka plays today because they did like you told me against southampton and it's something arteta mentioned in his post match presser as well arsenal looked a little bit tired that's it it's a home game and arsenal have been a different beast at home this season so yes it's a tough game away to PSV today and Arteta mentioned like you said the need to top the group yep you want to go team by team and just talk about the punts and how we feel about them yep I want to go game wise I just want to round up first the UCL I just want everyone to be aware of all the permutations what has happened since we go on Thursday we should wrap it up Chelsea and Man City now are guaranteed top spot so we shouldn't expect much rotation then but even the I think the game week before the World Cup, there's only the Carabao Cup. I think they're going to rest a lot of big-name players. The guys are going to go to the World Cup. Nobody's going to want to risk injury with just a few games left. And I think, what what else? Who else was there? Spurs group is very much alive. The Spurs need a result away to Marseille. So you can expect a strong Spurs lineup. And Spurs have a very congested schedule. They played Wednesday against Sporting. They're going to play Bournemouth on Saturday. And then they're going to play on Tuesday in Marseille. Who else, is, who else do we need to discuss? Arsenal, as we already said, Arsenal and United need to get a result in the Europa League. West Ham. And United, United are going to be playing, playing and fielding strong teams, teams the right until the end. Just got pretty bad. It's got pretty bad? No, uh, now it's fine again, but I don't know. We'll give it another couple of minutes. If it doesn't f- fix up, we'll switch over to Zoom. Okay, makes sense. So yeah, United have to play strong lineups until the last tie in Europa as well because the current game is against Sheriff and if Sociedad win their game as well, then our game is against them and Sociedad are winning the game because we lost to them in the first tie. So United have a need to play a strong team right until the end. Cool. I think we should switch to Zoom. The audio is getting quite patchy. It's quite early in the stream still. We're just going to switch it and we'll be back in a second, guys. All right. I have clicked start the stream. We'll just wait for the chat to confirm. does indicate that the stream is live. The chat will probably take a second to catch up. Yeah, we are live. I can see the yes, video. There we go. Cool. Sorry about cool, that, guys. So audio we... will be perfect now. Let's let's get back in now. Right. Right. So what... We spoke about the permutations and the competition combinations. Right. I didn't mention Liverpool. Liverpool, of course, now they have got second spot. They need to beat Napoli by four goals in the sixth game. So I don't think Klopp is going to really go for that. So I think Liverpool also now we're going to see pretty strong teams in the league. The likes of Robertson, Trent, etc. now should start every game from here on. Yeah, I think so as well. Because uh, when you're looking at Lego Mane's, uh, you know, congestion ticker with the schedule, etc. as well. The last game has a lot of reds, but the game before that is a Carabao Cup. So, and it's the second last game before the World Cup. So a lot of the teams are not going to play their first 11 in that game as well so you don't have to worry too much about 
first choice. And I agree with you. Liverpool need to start racking up the points in the league as well. Otherwise, they're in danger of missing out on Europe. So, yeah. Let's talk about the Forest-Liverpool game because I think it's, both teams are of interest to us this week because Arsenal and Liverpool are probably the top two captaincy candidates if we do hear negative news on Haaland tomorrow. Where are you on that? Are just, Forest... just, Go ahead. Just, just for the people that are not aware, there was a uh, you know Pep in his post-match uh, press conference because Haaland was taken off at halftime against Dortmund. He mentioned that A, he was tired. B, he was playing with a fever like Cancelo. And see, he had a slight knock on the foot, but it didn't look that bad. And after that, what happened yesterday is we saw a video of Haaland walking a little gingerly. So we do have to wait for news and see what Pep Guardiola says tomorrow in the press conference. And even otherwise, the first it's the first game uh, for game week 14. So we might even get some early news. So just hold on to your transfers and make them as late as possible. Yeah. With City, they keep yeah. it pretty tight though. I wouldn't really hold on to much hope. And I think if Haaland is declared a doubt, you still captain with a reliable vice? Or would you just take the captaincy off? I would take the captaincy off, I think. I think if he's a slight doubt, etc. as well. Because it's Haaland, right? They're going to protect him also. So And there are good enough fixtures. I'm mainly talking about Liverpool versus Leeds United and uh, uh, Arsenal versus uh, Forest at home. Both are home games as well, which makes me inclined towards just... Maybe thinking about the captaincy a little because, you know, there's a higher chance of maybe limited minutes if they want to protect Haaland, etc. So, yeah, that's the only thing that might make me think otherwise. Where are you on that situation? I think it's a bit like Mitrovic, right? Because ultimately, it's an injury. It's not a fitness issue. If it's just a knock, he doesn't really need training to catch up and all that stuff. And Leicester is not an easy fixture. So, I think yeah. Pep, I think if he's fit, if he's, I think he either starts or he doesn't feature at all. So, I would go with the captaincy and then vice-captaincy on somebody else. Cool. And we'll probably revisit this uh, once we hear Pep Guardiola's press conference tomorrow. Though, uh, we're probably going to get from Pep, we'll see, we're assessing, and we don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Are Forest still whipping, boys? Forest are not the whipping boys that they were in the first four or five game weeks, but they are still one of the few defenses to target. Let's put it that way. So, I'd say they, they were probably Bielsa bad in the first four or five game mix. They're Jesse Marsh bad now. That's fair. They're not giving up big chances. Yeah. It's a very compact shape. So, I, I think they'll be happy to go away with something like a 1-0, 2-0 at the Emirates. And then they have two home games to finish off the season. They'll probably target those yeah. four points. I, I It comes down to the team that is against them. Now, if somebody like an Arsenal and a Forest, I won't have any comms assuming Arsenal win by three goals or score three or four goals in that game because a lot of such situations are dependent on game state. If Arsenal get an early goal, their heads could be down and Arsenal are capable of scoring three, four goals, especially at home because they've amassed close to two, two plus XG in most home games. So it's the home factor that's making me think and, and, and the difference in quality between the two teams is quite drastic. So while yes, I acknowledge that Forrest has improved. I see a lot of conversation on Twitter that they are not a team to target. I still think if the gulf in quality is high, they're a team to target. Even against Liverpool, it's not like they didn't concede chances. I think Liverpool, they conceded close to 1.8 or 1.9 XG. And Liverpool did have uh, four big chances in that game, if I remember correctly. So, it, it's not like they're completely clean, tight unit. They're still Nottingham Forest who play, who don't have really good players playing in defence. Yeah. 
numbers are decent. 6.8 XG considered non-penalty over the last six. That's an average of like 1.1, which is quite good. Yeah. yeah, it is decent. But I just think when you're going to Anfield, the golf and quality might and at the Emirates. Come and that, at Emirates, sorry. When you're going to the Emirates, the golf and quality might talk. And this has been a functional Arsenal team. So, yeah. Cool. But who are the teams to target? Then as per this list, it would say Fulham, Southampton and Brentford. I, 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 I just don't think it's a black and white situation. Like, yeah, Fulham definitely are a team to target. Southampton and Brentford are a team to target. I have no comms if teams from... If I have attackers from uh, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, playing the likes of Leicester, Palace, Leeds, Everton. No comms. I think they're capable of breaking down these defences. Uh, Wolves, I might add, are going up the radar when it comes to teams to target as well. Because they're playing way more open than I've seen them play previously. And these are the few teams. And if your attackers have enough quality, it it's just that, you know, back in the day, we had teams like the Bielsa Leeds and the Norwich, which were standout golf and quality. The teams nowadays aren't as bad, but the golf and quality still exists. And one of these teams are capable of taking them to the cleaners and scoring three or four. It just hasn't happened. A couple of reasons I can think about why it hasn't happened. A, players are tired. I mean, there's already them playing midweek football every week, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which is adding on, which we saw towards the end of last week, right? Where people looked at, there were a lot more clean sheets, etc., because attackers weren't as sharp. So that's probably why we don't see as many goals, but there are teams to target still. Let's talk about Nunes. What are you, how, are you still hot on him? What's your thoughts? Yeah, he's one of the... I think the way to talk about this off is because uh, let's do the fixture ticker cool. and let's go team by team and just teams and players that we like to target. We'll talk team by team. And what do we think about either sell or buy when it comes to these players? Fair enough. And that's probably a good yeah. shot because a player I want to talk about is Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Fulham, yeah. Leicester and Bournemouth. I think if you want to move away from Mitrovic or take a punt, standout option. Yeah. It's not a standout option, but it's a good option because Fulham and Leicester, Fulham, Fulham, Fulham are one of those teams where you love your attackers playing them because they will. You don't like your defenders playing against them, but they will concede chances and they will uh, give your attackers chances as well. So the clean sheets probability against Fulham is not very high, but attackers getting single, double, triple returns against Fulham and against Leicester as well. I like that. So do, don't mind the DCL shout as well. People tell me, you know, he's played only two games. What do you think about his injury concern? Uh, the the MO match of the day interview where Lampard spoke about DCL was quite telling where he basically sold DCL to Southgate and said that he's ready. The only thing that's a problem has been his fitness and he's now fit. And uh, he's going to get minutes in the last three. And if you're worried about an injury, you just had three game mix. I don't think it's that much of a problem because you're picking a player only for three weeks. So I'm for it. Right. Not much else to discuss. Well, I would, wouldn't mess around with the defense right now. No, but it's worth mentioning that if you're in the market for cheap midfielders, I don't mind Gordon still. Like if there is a place where you need to upgrade a striker, etc. If somebody wants to afford a Darwin or a Kane, for example, and they're looking to downgrade one of their positions, maybe a Madison, going down to a Gordon who's playing Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth, I'm not against it at all. You like him more than Almiron? <sighs> I think there are three players that I like in this price bracket. Let's talk about the ultra-cheap price bracket in midfield. I think there's Gordon, there's Almiron, and there's Granit Zaka. 
that I like. Uh, and uh, you decide what you feel. How do you rank these three? Almiron, Gordon, Jaka for me. Jaka's just not getting the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I like to see numbers. He's arriving late in the box and getting those chances. Something like Ramsey used to do a few seasons ago, getting that one big chance, but not getting the numbers for me. He's not arriving late in the box. He's parked in the box every time the ball is coming from That's the wings. He's stationed. He's stationed. It's not one of those Lampard, Gerrard, late runner things. His job is to be a body in the box. So more often than not, how the ball fell to him when Ben White, ben White crossed it to him, it will fall. I think he's a legit pick. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can't ignore Almiron. I mean, the numbers are there. The, I mean, I was looking at the statistics. They're incredible. Not only does he have a wonder goal in him and he's in... Jesse Lingard mode where everything is touching is going and he's like scoring bangers from outside the box but even otherwise the XG is accumulating he's top for mids non-pen XG last six and that's just telling and we're talking about all mids if I'm not mistaken so yeah you can't argue against that pick Man City yeah. I mean if you don't own I, I do want to talk about one player which is something you were telling me might be too uh, trying too hard but it's something that's on my mind because the last two games, Fulham at home and Brentford at home, like City can score 10 goals in these games. So if I'm saving this week and if I sell Cancelo next week, I'm open to tripling up on attack and getting KDB because I think KDB is the best differential to own in this game, in game week uh, 15 and 16. Because they're capable of scoring so many goals. Yes, Cancelo has attacking impetus as well and you'd expect them to keep at least one clean sheet in the last two, if not two. But, you know, if more doesn't look that good and you're willing to say, it's, uh, you know, put more eggs in the city basket and you don't have, if your team's in good condition, then there is a play to make here. Yeah, my issue was that with just three transfers left, it seems effectively you're using two transfers to get a player out because there are no standout guys in defence. Let's say if you're losing a cancel, or I don't think there's a standout guy you can get to match him except maybe Trent, in which case you're not really gaining much money as such. Yeah, I know, but you're probably going to go down to fund more attackers. So you figure out somebody who's going to have two clean sheets in the last two fixtures and go from there. Like, I don't think that's too difficult. I just think you're right. You're right. Nobody's going to offer as much as probably a cancelor does in the last two game weeks. But De Bruyne's potential is humongous. And, you know, De Bruyne, Foden, uh, Haaland and Cancelo, there are four players to pick. Just pick your best three. I mean, people are worried about Foden. No, he is the best midfielder in that city bracket if you're looking 9 million or under. People are talking about going back to Bilva or Gundo or Grealish. I'm having none of it. He missed one game. It's not going to happen again. They're much more functional. He's first choice. Don't worry about Foden. Cool. Move on from Man City? Yes. United. Floor is yours. Uh, so the thing with United, you know, is that there might be more explosive picks elsewhere because West Ham are best for XGC last six and generally a steady defense. Similarly with Aston Villa now, it's their first home game under Emery, uh, which is going to happen there. And Aston Villa defensively this year have been good. So when I'm filtered by XGC last six, West Ham and Villa were the best two. So I don't know if there is like Hall potential, double digit potential, but United are very much capable of scoring against these teams. If you're going United, again, you know, feelings are feelings and how you feel about certain players. But I think Rashford is the best pick at 6.6. What's happened between Rashford and Antony is Antony is a shoot-on side player. He's almost like Almiron where he loves to cut in on that side and take a pop even if it's from far. So a lot of his shots are from just outside the D 
and he's trying to go for the top corner. So he'll get a high volume of low XG chances. Rashford is getting lesser shots off, but... Go ahead. What happened there is off? I was just yeah. opening up what's the happened? chat on my phone. Go ahead. All right, cool. And uh, what's, hap- what's going to happen with Rashford is he's going to get maybe a low volume of shots out, but the XG of those shots is going to be higher. He's going to get the bulk of the big chances. The real chances that United create are going to fall to Rashford. And I think Marshall's maybe one game week away, so you're going to get two game weeks of Rashford met Marshall. He's a much better FPL asset when playing on the left with Marshall as well. Fair and in all of this, I think Ronaldo isn't going to play much in the league, in my opinion. And uh, when Ronaldo doesn't play, Bruno becomes a better FPL pick as well. Objectively, I rank them as... Rashford, Anthony, and then Bruno. But if you feel a few picks, if somebody's in the market for a defender, though, I again, I've been hampering this thing since a while. We haven't conceded an open play goal in three games now. Casemiro has made a huge difference. He's probably one of the top three DMs in the league, if not the best. And that just shows, even if Varane is out, I think against this opposition, clean sheets are there for the taking. And, uh, you know, Dalot is one yellow card away from five, but Luke Shaw is first choice now. If you're looking for somebody who's nailed on and going to be playing minutes, Luke Shaw is there. The only caveat in all of this is that United are going to feel and Tenet are going to feel a very strong team in both the European ties. So that's the caveat. Do you, I think if you win today, aren't you guys guaranteed top? No. Because the last game is against Sociedad and Sociedad is a team that beat us. Okay. So we need to beat them. Yeah. That's interesting. Because fatigue yeah. piles up. Fatigue piles up. Exactly. So that's the that's the red flag with United. And I'm expecting a fairly strong team in both European ties. Cool. The, the defense is definitely much tighter. Casemiro, the, I saw an amazing stat. I don't remember it correctly. I think from game week 10, fewest big chances conceded. Fewest big chances conceded. He's in a small period of time in that duration. He's top for tackles and recoveries as well. So it's just he's his quality. And it we're just a much more tighter, solid unit. What happened in Chelsea is what the problem with United is. There's a lot of incisiveness lacking in the final third, which will come with time. How will no Varane no affect it? Not so much in my opinion. Uh, because of Casemiro, because we are a much more tighter unit. Yes, it with Varane would have been a lot more ideal, but I expect us... I can't remember a game where we came to Stamford Bridge and had 50% plus percent position. So, uh, teams like West Ham, etc. as well, you know, uh, Villa, I expect us to have the impetus, to have the ball, to have control. So, we don't, we won't, we'll have a fair amount of positions. We won't con- concede so many chances. That's why I quite like it. Fair enough. Well, let's move on to Palace. I think we already spoken. Yes. In terms of Zaha. And I think the defenders are playable this week, not so much the weeks yeah. after. Right. Yes, yes. I think Arsenal... Just, just at this point, yeah. we, we've got about 650, 700 people in the chat. It would be nice if you could just hit the like and subscribe button because it really, really helps us. And if you do want to help us, uh, uh, you can become a member of our Discord or become a member on YouTube. And what that does is it opens up conversation with us on the Discord channel, which has become a great channel now. We really enjoy spending time there. That's why you probably see lesser of us on Twitter as well because we're just spending a lot more time on Discord. So yeah, feel free to join us. Yep. Arsenal, I want to talk about Jesus. I quite like him in terms of a captaincy shout, even perhaps over Salah this week. Because I I think he could have gone big against Southampton. Some wasteful finishing and all the big chances seem to be falling to him rather than the wingers. Correct. Correct. If you're asking me who's my favourite captaincy option from Arsenal is Gabriel Jesus. I'm with you on that. Despite Saka having the penalties, 
potentially the penalties it's not guaranteed that sakas on pens because there is a sort of a moving conversation happening between him and martinelli there but yeah and if i have a spare striker position i would use it to get either jesus or darwin these are the two strikers to get okay. i'm not feeling comfortable with jesus sitting on 55% plus ownership and him not being in my team because there's a haul here to chase definitely and i think even the defense i don't know again you don't want to make a defensive transfer necessarily with three weeks to go but maybe somebody like a gabriel i like this week just because yeah. of the number of chances van dijk got from set pieces it really does seem like a weakness for forest yeah it does i mean van dijk should have had a hat trick it's just uh, ridiculous what happened there yeah i like that shot a lot and the thing with the whole arsenal attacker going for an arsenal attacker thing is also the fixture in game week 16 against wolves away suddenly looks like a just a much better fixture because if they're going to play open and concede what they did what they did with leicester then arsenal could get some attacking points there as well definitely a good fixture now for arsenal yeah yeah move on to bournemouth who do you prioritize between darwin and jesus because i think that's a decision for people to make I would still lean towards Darwin because I th- I think as a three fixture run you look at Leeds and I think Leeds are very much a team to target as well because there's a lot going on behind the scenes with Marsh and stuff like that they're quite desperate for a result and I think like let's say like we look at the two fixtures Forest or Leeds Forest are going to just set park the ball even if they concede a couple they're not really going to come out and play after that Leeds are, Leeds know that Liverpool are there to be got because of the defensive issues I think Leeds will come out and leave a lot more spaces and similarly for southampton in 16 so I'll, and even spurs yeah. if you look at 15 for nunes right spurs are yeah. anywhere near the peak as as well yeah and i mean even if you have one or two good fixtures it's fine cuz one good fixture worth targeting is 33% of the rest of your season until wildcard right now so every even one game week matters if you're going all chasing and It's fine I'm with you and another thing that came out in the presser today as they've got four or five niggles I think Rodrigo is a doubt Sinistera is a doubt uh Tyler Adams is a doubt if I'm not mistaken uh Cooper in their defense is a doubt as well so these defensive injuries for Leeds United are piling up as well so it just makes it a much more attractive fixture and what was telling is if you remember I mean there were chances where Pereira and Wilson were 1v1 versus Melier like they concede so many big chances and it just like i wasn't at all considering haland moving the captaincy away from haland last week but i just like the home fixture for liverpool a lot more compared to forest away uh, i think there could be correct and i know we're digressing to talking about liverpool but i wanted to mention the formation and system they played yesterday they didn't really play a 4231 yeah. they played a 433 with nunes on the left Salah on the right but Firmino was you playing his usual false nine role dropping deep and yeah. both those guys were coming central and I, I think personally it works a lot better than the 4231 I agree I think uh, you know you were mentioning that Jesus might be the better captaincy option I personally feel it's a Salah or a Darwin game I just like yeah. even though I mean it's worth mentioning also that Liverpool were non functional in that first half against Ajax and they could have conceded three or four goals in that first half but once they got the goal in they were a lot better and leeds are there for the taking if if leeds concede an early goal you saw marsh he turned around shoulders might drop and there's a little bit of a 
you know, just the end of the tunnel situation happening at Chiefs United. So I think that's a fictional target. Even if you are in the market for somebody like a Trent or a Robbo, it makes absolutely no sense because Liverpool are bottom for XGC. Like they're the worst team in the last only, six only below Fulham. I think only Fulham were worse than we had seen the table right over yeah. here. Only Fulham are yeah. worse than them. Yeah, so the defensive underlyings are absolutely rubbish. It makes no sense. But the fixtures are the fixtures and I think there is points to chase. Robbo was very, very attacking. I mean, uh, Adam from the Above Average FPL podcast sent us a little chart from the game against Ajax and Robbo was very involved. So, if you're feeling it, feeling it because you don't live with the consequences of your decisions for more than three game weeks at this point of the season. It's, uh, it's one of those times in FPL which allow you to listen to your feelings. So, listen to your feelings. That being said, if we see Haaland back in training and Pep says he's absolutely fine, I'm not looking anywhere else. Agreed. Agreed. Haaland, if fit and normal, is the best captaincy option. Correct. Cool. Glad we established that. Moving on from yeah. Arsenal, from Bournemouth, the news on Solanke is quite positive. The manager yes, said uh, that he's not. Things it's not that bad, and we expect him to be available, right? Yeah, he could be available this week, and so that tells me that he's definitely available next week. And you know, this week you probably don't want to play Solanke at play Andreas ahead of Solanke anyway, because uh, it just looks like a better fixture. Bournemouth plays Spurs at home, and uh, Andreas plays Everton at home. But Solanke is a useful asset to have in fifteen and sixteen when they have Leeds away and Everton at home. So yep. yeah, it works out fine. Cool. Let's skip Brighton. I don't think there's much to yes. discuss in terms of Trossard, etc. But then let's talk about Newcastle. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think the, 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 the three more. fixtures are quite good. Uh, in the Chelsea at home, one they, again... When you look at next three games, they are one of the few teams that have the two home games. And they're absolute beasts at St. James Park. Now, proper top six side. So, I still yeah, think that I mean, we discussed Almiron. Even Wilson, if you want to move on, I still don't think it's too late to hop on a Wilson. Yeah, Wilson, defense, absolutely no problem. I think us double defense owners have been a little unlucky with the... We should have gotten at least one or two more clean sheets than we probably got because they're conceding that one stupid chance. Otherwise, they're defensively just a very tight team. Yeah, go for Newcastle players if you feel it. No problem at all. Yeah. And it's not about the star players. The Eddie Howe, just credit to him because I think we should do that. It's not about certain star players performing out there. He's just got the whole unit working together. I mean, they're tough for their pressing stats, etc. The pressure that they put. They don't allow opposition time on the ball. They're winning, uh, getting so many goals, goals by winning the ball in the final third. So that just matters a lot, you know. Good pick at any point. Right. West Ham, yeah. 
tough fixture this week, but I think you can bench Bowen, like you said, for somebody like an Andreas this week. The next two are quite good. Agreed. Not much more there. And it's difficult to bench somebody. It's worth mentioning though, because Bowen mentioned in his post-match uh, presser, because Ben Rama scored a penalty after Bowen was sub off and he was asked a question and he said that after last week's miss, I am off pens. That's just a bit of information for our listeners if they don't already know. Good shot. In Liverpool, yeah. let's talk about Firmino. Our friend Raptor, as well as a lot of other guys, naturally own Firmino. I think you just stick. What do you think? If your team is fine, if you don't have transfers to place else, spend elsewhere, I'd go Darwin or Jesus. I I just, it's a tricky one because as from the position he was taking up yesterday, it was nowhere near as advanced as we have seen in the last few weeks. It was again the Firmino who drops deep. So I do like, yeah. I, I think I would move for Darwin. Yeah, and if if a Bournemouth happens and Firmino goes batshit crazy, just take it on the chin. But I don't want to sit on the fence. I want to honestly say what I'd do. Yeah, I think Firmino doesn't feel high ceiling to me. I can see him getting like a 5-8, but I just don't see him getting these 13s and 17s. What do you feel about Robo and Trent if people have money to go there? It's an interesting one because ultimately the clean sheet potential isn't there, but the attacking numbers are still going to be there. Now, I also don't know what... what for Because naturally in a 4-3-3, you rely, you rely on your fullbacks to provide the width, yes. right? More so in a 4-2-3-1. So we previously saw Trent shackled a little bit. I don't think he's going to have that as much anymore. Salah is naturally going to be cutting inside. So Trent will be getting yeah. forward a lot more than we saw in the 4-2-3-1. Yeah. So, and again, these are high upside guys, right? Yeah. But I, I, while I'm looking at it, I just think there are better places to spend transfers because Leeds Spurs, you maybe get one clean sheet at best. Because Leeds are good for goals. If they're anything, they're good for goals. Like They will have a period of 20-30 minutes where they're getting some chances. So, I don't know, whether, especially because the next game is Spurs away. But, but for example, if you get some sort of indication that Cancelo is going to be benched tomorrow, or some, I think if I was to move Cancelo on, it would be for either Liverpool fullback, not for anybody else. Fair. And or do you go cheap? Because you want to shift funds up front. That's all. Or do you go cheap? There's nobody in the mid-link bracket that's really appealing. Maybe Cresswell. He's up there in terms of chances created. He's created 16 chances, the same as Trippier over the last six game week, but yeah. zero assists. Yeah. But I like the shot. I just like the shot. Because West Ham are doing the West Ham thing where they're parking the bus and playing on the counter and sitting and defending well. I just like that. And like you said, Europe is done for them. So you like the last two home fixtures a lot for West Ham. Forest, anything to talk about? No. Neko Williams looks like his first choice, so he could be useful in 15 and 16 if you need him. What can also happen now is you can start dead-ending some positions if you want to shift funds elsewhere. So that's that's just something I wanted to yep. cite. That's something I'm glad you mentioned. For example, what I'm thinking is I'll probably roll my transfer this week. If I have to replace Metro next week, the player I want more than anyone is probably Darwin. And I'm right now point yeah. for shot. I don't mind doing a Gehi to a 3.8 defender. For example, with just two game weeks to go to raise money, right? You wouldn't normally do something Correct. like that. So, a lot of options like that do open to raise funds. Exactly. And it's, it's a conversation we need to have uh, in the future. But let's say we do need three premiums or we do need uh, two or three big defenders and two or three premiums. I think there's a conversation where you have Pereira, 
with somebody like a Leon Bailey who's 4.5, 4.6, 4.7 as your seventh and eighth attacker because they're so cheap and it's just this perception because so many Pereira points are sitting on the bench and it's not right because Marco Silva is a front foot manager. I addressed, the, addressed this at the start of the pod, but Pereira is good for returns in any home game against opposition not named Man City. Like I'd be comfortable playing him in such games. So, you know, it's a conversation for a later time, but he's probably one of the best 4.5 million midfielders we're ever going to get in FPL history. I can't think of anybody just... better. Yeah. I think you need to take advantage of this when you structure your squad post the World Cup. That's all. It depends on fixtures also, right? Yeah. 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 Good segue into Aston Villa. Talk to me about Emery. I mean, it's a wait and watch. He's known as a defense first coach. He adapts a lot to opposition teams, a lot of early subs. So I'd be very, very skeptical of jumping on any Aston Villa assets. And I think there are better places to go right now. So sit, wait and watch what unfolds there. I don't necessarily agree with that because there is possibility of a new manager bounce, right? Because let's say, again, we're looking for somebody to replace Mitrovic. I don't mind an Ings as an outside shot. Uh, there are at least four other strikers I'd go for before I go for Ings right now. They just so the fixtures so on aren't it. there. I... They just look so on it against Brentford. I mean, Brentford could not cope. They did not know what hit them. And it's just purely the new manager bounce. Nothing else, just for the next two couple of weeks. Yeah, but I mean, DCL, uh, Darwin, Jesus, and Wilson are ahead of ahead for me. Fair enough. I just think he deserves to be in the conversation because the new manager bounce, you can't quantify what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. I found it very interesting that both Ings and Bailey, when they scored, did this. They pointed to yeah. the head. I wondered was something about relating to Gerard saying they don't have a strong mentality or whatever. You never know. In other news, uh, Pakistani three runs of the last ball. They needed three runs of two balls and he got out on the second last ball. Interesting <laughs> to see what happens there. Uh, Pakistan lose, somebody is telling us. Oh my God. Uh, it's going to be a fun oh, chat with Bakar after. Yes. And on the next pod. And on the next pod. Cool. I'm sorry. Just being Indians, we couldn't resist taking this yeah. thing. In Bakar's yeah. defense, he did tell us last week that he wouldn't be here today. So, it's not that he bowed yeah. out last minute. Cool. Why would he do that, Zoff? We don't see the truth out here. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to Bakar, when it comes to FPL, we speak our heart out. But yeah. we don't see the truth out there. I feel bad for him after the loss because it was heartbreaking to lose like that. It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Cool. Move on to Tottenham. I think the doherty Perisic dilemma just got very interesting with both of them starting last night. Where, who, who do you think starts against Bournemouth? I like the odds of Doherty starting more than Perisic, I'll say that. Because I think Cess has been fine and Cess is almost as good as Perisic on that side. It's on this side and maybe he wants to save Emerson for the Martial game where he doesn't want to lose because he's better defensively. I just don't know. I haven't been following the situation because I don't own either. What do you think? It's interesting because right he... Who do you think is the first choice right back now? Is it Doherty or is it Emerson? Or do they just, is it horses for courses? They offer different things. Probably that. Probably that. Like you said, you know, it's difficult to uh, understand what's up with Emerson without thinking of the sex tapes, like you mentioned last on the last part. So I just don't get it. I don't know. Marseille away is a tough game. It's one of the most hostile atmospheres in Europe. So I think Perisic, 
you can almost bank on him to start that one because of his experience on that stage. So exactly. which would imply that he wouldn't play against Bournemouth having just played. But with Emerson, now the thing is, do you bench a player for two games and then just throw him in into the fire without like, you know, you want to give a player some sort of rhythm, some sort of minutes before a big match rather than just throw him in. Because Emerson has not played much, keep in mind, the last few weeks because of the red card, right? Yeah. So I think there's arguments with, with Doherty on both sides of the coin, but I'd still, would you play him over, let's say, a Gehi? It's a home game for Southampton, so against Southampton. So I quite like that fixture for Gay. I'd still play it. Upside is there. And uh, see what our friend says on Twitter and listen to that. Yeah, probably go by O'Keefe, I guess. Wait for that. And yeah. it being a Saturday game, I think you will likely get a prediction over there. But I, yes. I would lean towards playing Doherty. Because this is Same. an upside fixture. Exactly. What do you think about Son and Kena's punts? I thought in the first half they were quite bright and created a few chances. The only problem is the impetus to create without Kulusevsky is only on Harry Kane. Still, good fixtures. Yeah, Spurs haven't been fully in rhythm, but Son had some good chances. So did Kane. Decent upside punts if you're feeding them for the last two game weeks. I don't think Kane is a punt no. at all. I think Son is still yeah. a punt, but Kane is very much a known quantity. A solid pick. A solid yeah. pick. I was listening to FM and FPL and it was insane. Out of the 10 goals that Kane has scored, two are pens and five are of corners or set pieces. That's it. Three like, open play goals. Because when you watch Spurs, like you said, because of Kulusevsky, they're really suffering for creativity because of lack of yeah. Kulusevsky rather. Is this repeatable, Zoff? It is because he's been doing it. Just whatever yeah. happens, Kane just scores. I thought... Even the last goal was a bit dodgy. I think it did get a flick of Sanchez, but that's a conversation yeah. for another day. And the thing is, it's also his floor. He's capable of getting these on set pieces or, uh, you know, penalties. And he can have a really good open play game like the game he had against Everton and you're suddenly looking at a hat-trick. So his ceiling is also very high just because a, he's Harry Kane. Yeah, I don't mind him yeah. as a captaincy pick in this one either. Yeah. I like the uh, probably the other two fixtures, but I think Kane is a decent pick again. Yeah, the other two fixtures are great. He's playing Liverpool and Leeds. Yeah, I meant, Liverpool I meant the, the Arsenal versus the Arsenal Leeds guys. Spurs fixture yeah. on paper is probably not as good just because of how tight Bournemouth have been and how poor Spurs yeah. attack. But it's Kane. You expect him to get something yeah. at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it, and I complete. You know, I looked at the red on the Liverpool at home. And I was like, no, they've got Liverpool, but. Man, they've got Liverpool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, yeah. Yeah. If you're feeling Sona Kane for the punt, I think the next three are good. Right. Move on. Don't sell your Liverpool assets. Though. Don't sell Salah. So, like, if you're done with him, etc. as well, Leeds is a really good game for Mosala. Don't sell him. Cool. Wolves, not much to talk about in terms of assets. Hard avoid. If they're very much a team to target. They're not a good defensive team anymore. Nothing to add. Chelsea, we could have a few options. We played very well in the Champions League. The front three really clicked. and But the problem again is predicting Potter's lineups are impossible. You even see the lineup and it takes you about 10-15 yeah. minutes to decipher who's going to play where. He played Sterling at yeah. left wing back, Pulisic at right wing back. But rotation now should be at a minimum. Sterling or Bemeyang should start, but very punty still. Yeah, and they're playing Arsenal and Newcastle. Like tough defenses and Brighton like good also. Bright Bright Brighton will also yeah, give so them a game. A conversation to have that post the World Cup, perhaps. Agree. 
Now, Brentford, also the numbers have really plummeted in terms of attack. We saw them top for big chances over the first few weeks. But now you look at over here, in terms of the XG non-penalty, Brentford are second bottom. Only Southampton are worse. So I wouldn't be going buying Tony. He's on four yellow cards. They play Man City in game week 16. So Brentford attackers also would be an avoid for me presently. Yeah. Still think there are probably better places to go to. That said, he was furious. Did you see his post-match interview? Yep, he's he was like, like the captain. We were he's like the captain of the he's team. Like so the... you'd expect him to say something of that nature. Absolutely called it out. So there could be a chance. If you have him, don't sell. Correct. You could see a reaction. reaction. And again, they're a much better team yeah. at home. Like Palace. Yeah, exactly. So if the Wolves game is good. The Forest game doesn't look as good anymore. And City away, you don't expect them to get anything. Correct. Uh, Wolves at home is a prime fixture. For them. Expecting you to do well with Tony there. Hope so. It's been weird because he's yeah. been blanking a lot. There's just that one hall in the middle that's sort of bailed me out. Speaking of yeah. consistency now, Mitrovic, last three games he's returned. Still doesn't look entirely on it. I like the Everton game now, but the last two games against the Manchester clubs. Against yeah. United also, I'm having a difficult time predicting that one because they give a game to whoever turns up. At the cottage, yes. and you guys will be without Varane. So it'll be what Martinez and Lindelof against Mitrovic. Martinez, Lindelof, or Maguire, depending on Maguire's fitness. So that fixture isn't necessarily bad, but and even game week fifteen, do you hold Mitrovic? No, you chase points for fifteen, sixteen. Right, I think the upsides are there because because even in fifteen, he's barely moving. I wouldn't even be surprised for tactical purposes he decides to bench Mitrovic for that game and bring him on as a sub. Yeah. I mean, I completely understand that Marco Silva plays attacking football and they're a front foot team, etc. as well. But I think there are strikers to punt on in game week 15 and 16 where you try chasing some points and just see what happens with Mitrovic. Nothing against Mitrovic as a pick. If this game week was going on till game week 20 and we were playing value and you want somebody as a steady hold, it's fine. But we're in fling season. Have some flings. Agree. The last three teams, Leicester, Southampton and Leeds. Anything to add there? There's not really no. much, I think, because in terms of Leicester, if you have Ward, I can't believe Hassan asked us in the chat and we're going to expose him over here whether he should sell Ward for the next three weeks. Just play him for the safe points now. Don't bother with your goalkeeper transfers. But shout out to Hassan because he's the reason why you guys get timestamps and sections on our part 10 minutes after we've finished recording. So, just an absolute legend and thank you for everything, Hassan. Thank you, secret agent man. Yes. I just wanted to dial back to Arsenal for a second. Zoff, if you don't own Martinelli or Saka, who would you buy? Saka, without a doubt. We covered that last spot. The numbers yes. have gone completely just... the different direction. And the reiteration of the point is that Martinelli is just playing a lot. Thanks to Alex Rapala from our uh, Discord, as well as Understanding Football, breaking this down. Tommy Asu is playing on that side, which means... Martin Lee is just having to play a lot more wider than he was previously. And that changes the dynamic a little. So, if you're picking one right now, pick Saka. Cool. What else do we have just looking at the fixtures? Of, yeah, we've covered captaincy. We've covered... Spurs. Where are you with captaincy? I, I want to talk to you about captaincy. Uh, Salah, Darwin, who do you captain? Salah. Salah. Even I think... A, I think penalties matter. Uh, and that's an added bonus. And if they're playing 4-3-3, then Salah and Darwin get into equal amount of goal-scoring positions. Would you agree with that? Yep. And Salah, like you said, he has penalties. And he also has a bit of more of a creative element. His assist for Elliot, very good. He knew exactly where he was moving. 
So it's more of a known I'm, quantity. I'd rather I'd be happy just to own Nunes. Yeah. And you do you reckon the chances of ninety minutes are higher for Mo as well? Yeah, but I think Nunes now should get eighty to ninety minutes as well, unless his hamstrings have acted up from the Rangers game, and it didn't yeah. look like it. He looked absolutely fine. Then, so I think that issue is behind him now. And outside of Haaland, let's assume Haaland isn't fit. If Haaland is fit, both of us are on the of the opinion captain Haaland. That's it. I'm still wavering. I'm still flirting with the Liverpool captaincy because it's a fixture to chase. This time I am, especially because there's a little bit of a knock and weakness and everything associated with City uh, on Haaland, but floating is where I am. Do you captain a Liverpool asset or an Arsenal asset? You said Jesus over Salah. Do you still think that way? I don't know. After the discussions, I think I'm now yeah. leaning more towards the lead, captaining against Leeds yeah. as much as captaining yeah. against Forest. Because like we said, Forest will bite your hand off for a 2-0. Yeah. And even, I mean, I was looking at the underlying data in the day as well. Liverpool have a better XG last six than Arsenal. I mean, yeah, fixtures matter, but it's not like Arsenal are a much better attacking team than Liverpool. They're a much better overall team than Liverpool at the moment because they're Liverpool are not in a good space defensively. But when it comes to attack, I still think Liverpool probably is slightly better if not at par. And, and Leeds are not in as good a position as Forest at the moment. It's more about the opposition for me. Yes. Forest are riding a bit of a wave at the moment. The team spirit must be high. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. That's it. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a Q&A or you want let's to... Let's just do five minutes it, of think... the Q&A and let's just do our teams really quick as well. Okay. Yeah, let's do our teams. This is my team. Pope in goal. Trippier, Gehi, Cancelo in defense. Foden, Martinelli, Zaha, Salah, midfield. Haaland capped with Salah Weiss. Mitrovic, Tony, on the bench, Andreas, Zuma, and Williams. So, three options on the table here. Gehi to Gabriel, Zaha to Saka, or safe. Currently leaning towards safe. Yeah, safe. I think you can have a little bit of a party next week. Yep. I'd like to have two for maybe 16, but it all depends on let's see how next week goes. Yep. Y your team? Should I yeah. read it out? Uh, no, no, I have it. In. I have Pope, Cancelo, Trippier, White. Salah, Foden, Martinelli and Rashford. Haaland, captain at the moment. Darwin and Mitrovic. Andreas, first sub, if there's a problem, feeling pretty comfortable, very likely I'll just roll. Yeah, I don't like benching Andreas this week. I'm just hoping somebody comes in for him. Yeah, I don't like benching Andreas either. That's it, I did like the Leeds fixture a lot more than I did the Everton for him. Fair enough. Cool. Send in your question, guys. We'll just do a short Q&A before wrapping up. Yeah, we have a super chat from... Just uh, guys, 724 of you guys watching. We're only at 228 likes. Let's get to 300 likes. It just really, really helps us. Let's click on the button. It's, it's helpful for us. Uh, Christopher Icon sent in a question. He has two free transfers. He has Martinelli. Wants to attack NFO thinking. Bowen, Firmino for Saka Jesus. I have Salah, Foden. Can afford Darwin. Bowen, Firmino for Saka Jesus. Um, I, I would, I'd hold on for, to aren't Firmino and Jesus, Jesus the same price? I don't think he needs that move necessarily to fund it. Yeah, so he's asking which one to do. Bowen to Saka or Firmino to Jesus? I prefer the latter. Yeah, I think I would just do Firmino to Jesus. Stick with Bowen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Karan's asked the question, is Bobby to Nunes, DCL, Jesus a worthy move? I wouldn't do it for DCL, but I'd consider it for Nunes or Jesus. I agree with that. More so for, more so for Nunes, yes. I reckon. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But just understand that 
the predictability of one game week, two game weeks, or three game weeks is lower. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, question from Saurabh Mukherjee. Mount to Almiron, Metro to Kane. He's got two free transfers and 4.6 billion in the bank. Don't like that. I don't like Metro to Kane necessarily. I like Metro's fixture this week a lot. Maybe it's something... I just to Mount to Almiron this week. Yep. Who do, who do Chelsea have this week? Brighton. They have we? Brighton. We have Brighton. We have Brighton. Then we play Arsenal. He's got two free transfers, so he's got to spend yeah, them somewhere. Exactly. I would. I, if he didn't have two, I would just say probably roll. But you can use that as fine. Okay. Tony to Wilson a roll. We like Tony this week. Yeah, not this week. Maybe next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kamzi's asked a question. Uh, bench one of Zaha, Almiron, Mitrovic for this week. What do you bench? Not Mitrovic. So not Mitrovic for sure. I think in terms of ceiling, it probably has the highest one over there. I would probably say Almiron purely maybe because Villa is a new manager bounce and all that stuff. But at home, it's very dodgy. So it's a coin toss between Zaha and Almiron. Mitrovic cannot be benched. I agree with that answer. Why do you do that to yourself? Uh, Ryan sent in a super chat. Gwehi to Gabriel and Rash to Miggy. Rash to Miggy, I don't like. Rash to Miggy because again, Rash, uh, good fixtures, good form. Gwehi to Gabriel only if you don't have any moves and you might need the money. And you might need the money next week. Just be careful of not blocking moves for next week. Correct. And just again, one meta point I want to spoken. If you're heavy on Fulham and Newcastle assets, uh, you know, Fulham have United at home in game week 16. And Newcastle have Chelsea at home in game week 16. Like if you're doing one week, two week punts, there there, they might be places in which you want to spend your transfers in game week 16. So just think about that a little. Agreed. Cool. I think Zoff will wrap up Let's here. Wrap up. Let's uh, wrap up. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys uh, for being with us and we'll see you next week. Until then, good luck and take care. Good luck. I can't wait to speak to Bakar. I'm going to call him soon. Ritwik asked us if Fermin to Nunes is worth a minus four, not worth a hit. No, not worth a hit, buddy. See you guys. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.